epicness. Oh my god, episode two of season three. She doesn't sound like Chris Britton, does she, folks? That's because Chris isn't here. Genesis I was going to sing you. along, but I couldn't hear the music. Oh, well. It's a little quiet. Can you bump it up? I can bump it up. I guess I could be nice to, see, to you and bump it up. The audience won't care. Oh, and now um, I can hear oh, it. Oh, look at that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, as you can tell, uh, I am. we are at episode 26. Thy Deep and Dreamless Sleep, which is a line from a Christmas carol. Yes, it's, it a, it's an old Christmas carol, but I can't remember which one. I think it's from... Yes, thank you. Shut up. If you're going to sing the whole episode, you're off the commentary. It's a little town of Bethlehem. Okay, but you're off the commentary if you keep singing. Because Chris Britton doesn't sing. And we have to keep some sort of continuity So I've got to be Chris Britton. <laughs> I think, Chris, I, I don't, Chris you've I lost don't your job. It's gone. <laughs> I can do that. Because I can't can't do a no, you accent. can't do his accent. Anyway, hi everybody. It is Cat Pride. I am the stupor for the show. I do the uh, the mixing, the writing. Uh, I acted it again because, as you can tell, I am back. And if you have not listened to the episode, you should probably go back and do that really quick. Otherwise, uh, with me today is my very special guest. Hi, Kristen Bates. And the reason why I'm sure you're asking yourself. Why is Kristen Bays on this show? Did they mix up the Chris's again? Um, no, actually... all the time, by the way. It does. I think people think Chris Britton and I are involved, which is really awkward, because we're like 6,000 miles away! Um, but no, um, anyway, uh, we are here, and Chris is here with me, because Chris Britton, one, was not available to do these two commentaries, this one in 27, you'll get to hear Chris anyway as well. Um, but also because Chris is my co-writer for season four, and some of the stuff that happens, well, most of the stuff that happens in season four, some of it gets teased and introduced in this episode and the next episode. So I really wanted to uh, to have her here to help to help with the commentary process without giving away too many spoilers, because that's kind of problematic. I pre-edited this. No, she does. Actually, Chris, uh, uh, she does what I call Kristen editing. She does editing before I even send it to Chris B. And it's funny because on my computer, there are folders that'll say, ready for Kristen edits, ready for Chris B edits, ready for release. Release to cast. <laughs> so, anyway, as you can tell, uh, Kristen, that was weird. Why were you in my show? I thought I killed you off. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this episode. Uh, there's so much stuff that happens here, folks. It's kind of ridiculous. And uh, and and I think I love this scene because it just sets stuff up so well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yes. So anyway. Um, yeah. Oh my god. I don't even know what to talk about. There's so much stuff that happens in this episode. Um so many characters show up. In fact, one of my favorite characters is about to show up in like less than 30 seconds. Is it time for guess the character? Yes, time for guess the character. Is it Calhoun? Yes, of course it's Calhoun. Which, if you guys have been paying attention to the voice of freedom, which I realized, I realized in the last commentary, the commentary for 25, I mentioned that 
there might be something on uh, in regards to the Gazette, and I we recorded that prior to most of the ARG starting, so it went in a little slightly different order. But if you have not checked out the ARG we've got going for Avalon, which is what is it called? Uh, augmented. Augmented. It's an augmented reality story. Yes. It's a story that is interacting with your reality from an alternate reality. Exactly. And so you need to go to http uh, www.freedomhasavoice.blogspot.com where you can meet the voice of Freedom, who is a character in Genesis Avalon, who you will get to meet maybe one of these days. You never know. Um, and uh, anyway, and uh, if you've been paying attention to the ARG, then you already know quite a bit about Calhoun, and you know why he has Carrie. Puppy power. Yes, he called her. He, he said puppy power. Um, and uh, and and anyway, I did want to say uh, that that I love Tobias Queen plays Cal, and I am just so incredibly impressed with him because basically the role was I need you to be kind of like Topher Grace in Spider-Man Three, all snark, all 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 giggles, and he just knocks it out of the park. And he does a really good demon voice. Uh, hi. <laughs> Quick fact, Kat didn't have Sorry, to mod that at all. <laughs> that's that's, that's a lie. I had to put the, 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 the flange on it, otherwise that, that's no, naturally how low he went. The flange. The flange. People, you don't understand. Kat's like moving her head <laughs> back and forth, imitating a flange wave. <laughs> Also, that piece of music is another Chad Salvata piece from uh, Vampirus, Vampires. And, which was an awesome show, and I can't, I can't stop mentioning how awesome that show was and how awesome he was in it. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Super Best Friends, because Chris Burton isn't here to say that, um, Sam is getting his butt handed to him. Gee, what a shocker! Is this my show or is this my show? Well, they're not dead yet, so it's not quite your show. <laughs> Everybody's afraid that the end of this show is going to be like, and then everybody dies, and the demons win. Like, but no, you have to understand, now I'm riding on it, so there's hope. <laughs> I came up with some characters, I'm not going to let her kill them. Oh, okay. So easily. <laughs> She's so mean to me, folks. She's so mean to me. Oh, where is Avalon? Oh, and we have Dr. Matthews back, because at this point, I, I had sat down with my mom, and we recorded all of her lines for CC3 at once. Yep. And, like, in one sitting in my grandmother's bedroom. It was hilarious. Um, with a much better microphone. Yes. That I gave her. Yeah. I like, okay, so I'll admit, it's a little kitschy. This episode is, well, no, okay. You've seen the episode. If you listen to the episode, you know. This episode if is so much... the episode, I want to be in your universe. I know. If you've listened to this episode, you know that this is like the schmaltziest episode of Avalon I have ever written. It is ridiculously schmaltzy. No. Because it's a Christmas episode. It's a little episode. So you have some super schmaltzy episodes. Well, Sam doesn't know. Thus far. Okay. Because I know there's other stuff that happens later on. In the show I was about to say, that one episode later that we that we were doing the edits for back, like, three months ago. Oh, is that the episode with the the awkward pineapple times 50? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea what we're talking about. God, I love my show! <laughs> I like 
like that it's a Christmas episode. Yes. Because it's coming out in December. Yeah, and, and as soon the as I realized thing, when it was coming out, I actually rewrote half this episode. The to only thing Christmas that would make it better is if it was actually episode 25. Guy. Oh, I know! She was right. Oh. I love Calhoun's teleporting noise, by the way. I found that, and then I added some Back to the Cave sequence. And then we go to this awesome piece of music by Zero Project that brings you right into that fight that started at the end of 25. Because I was mean, and I didn't want you to know what happens in this fight. Other than now you know, Jaina gets her ass kicked by her mentor. That's fun. Oh, this voice is so difficult. This voice is so difficult, though. Oh my god, it's so tough because I'm so afraid I'm gonna turn into Cersei. No, because see, that's why I sit next. I sit behind you and go, "No, that's Cersei." <laughs> yeah, you do. You've been practicing. And it's so fun finally getting to do the storyline because for so long people were like, "I want to know more about Asara. We need more Asara." And I think for like the last year, I've been tweeting back to people going, "Be careful what you wish for, folks." But they still don't find anything out about Asara. And it takes some time. They will find out stuff eventually. Okay. This episode, not so much. This episode is more a uh, just evil Asara really kind of working Jaina over and is trying to work Sam over right after that. I've heard this scene several times now, but now I don't think I've heard it with the music on, and with the music on it totally changes how I'm picturing it, because the music's very Batman Beyond sounding. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. And I'm seeing it in that really high neon, like, block color. Like, basically, I'm, I'm picturing... I'm picturing it with that fight scene on Return, uh, Return of the Joker, where, yeah. they're in the, where they're in the nightclub. Sweet. And, but it's like reds and that's awesome. And acid yellows and, and then, stuff. And then Sam shows up. And this was such a fun sequence. I don't know that you've actually heard the final sequence. No, this sequence I haven't heard. The this final. is really cool. And I say that I'm so, I'm being so so. Uh, self-centered right now, I'm sorry. Um, but no, I actually really like how this turned out because the... I took the Asara music, the piano music that tends to be Asara's theme throughout the show, and then I did like a squirrely mod on it. So it just goes off-key and, and, and back on-key and then high and low and it just yeah. goes everywhere. And it just sounds so good because it's clear that she is just screwing with Sam's head and and I know it's to people because we're listening to it right now in hi-fi to people who who might miss some of the stuff that we're talking about they're like boy I didn't hear that <coughs> on the web quell yeah uh, by the high-res Avalon's one of those shows that I think more. I think if you buy the high res, you're gonna hear a lot of the stuff that I do that, that may not come through web quality yeah. and I listen to stuff in web quality when it comes out, so I know if something gets missed. And if you're not, and you're not missing any story, you're missing nuanced things like, like some yeah. of the undertones of Asara's voice here. Yeah. And some of the little whispery things that happen in the process, and it's yeah. not a, a whisper that's added. It's just like a noise yeah. underneath because of the processing, but yeah. it makes it sound more creepy. I love that part. What part? Where she goes says take my hand and it's almost like you can see the demon face flicker and then the music yeah. totally changes to to one of my one of my exodus and avalon's themes but i love this theme this is this is my favorite theme. for those of you who are wondering this is also the theme from the scene in 18 where sam was shot and Jaina was at his bedside i use it quite a bit no. No, i helped pick it out yes you did sam that's not 
Oh, Jada, just give up now. Don't even try. Don't even try. He doesn't remember you. What makes you think this is going to be any easier? Also, in case anybody noticed, she totally just used Obsidian's teleporting noise. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> She's not dead. I'm not Oh, I'm so glad that Jaina has kind of evolved past the point of of of, of kind of just riding with everything. She kind of expects stuff now, and it's nice because it's different storyline to to run. You could do more with her when she's being more proactive. Well, yeah, I think you know it's this is a story about the evolution of someone becoming a superhero. She isn't. I wouldn't say she's. You know, she doesn't really have that moment where she is a superhero, like where she feels like one. Pretty much. Until the end of season yeah. three, I three, would say. Three, I would say, yeah. I mean, I think we're still part of that journey now, but she's definitely more, you know, more more closer to being what you considered the seasoned classic superhero. Yeah. Who is ready to face anything, who is ready to lead people. I think she's not ready to be a leader yet. Yeah. If she w cause, and I've talked about this at length, is that, that this show is not about Jane the leader for a long time. No. Uh, Chris B. and I have had many discussions about Hello? it. I need to speak with a Julian Alexander. Evan Spencer, I love you! Yes, Sorry. Uh, he's listed as the emergency contact for uh, Tanya Laramie. Your face just did no, not make uh, any no. sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know, I don't even know what you just said, other than yes. something I, I love Evan you. Spencer, I love oh, you. Oh, Evan Spencer. I okay. love Evan. He's one of my favorite characters I've gotten to write, and you guys don't really know much about him yet. But if you have been paying attention to the ARG, you have seen him. Physically seen, physically seen him because I actually did write the character with Mark in mind and I modeled the character after him. You've got too many mouths because I have I have Not quite a bit of respect for Mark. So I don't think we're gonna get more food, Bobby. No. Oh. Neither do I. I just got hung up on about five. And this is more interesting stuff that the ARG kind of covers, so I don't want to go too much in depth. But but the Voice of Freedom yeah, stuff covers right? kind of how the city as a whole is handling the National Guard blockade and uh, and and how the voice is looking for, you know, trying to figure out why the hell, yes, Chris just died, it was laughter, because Bobby said Laheim. We're all going to die, Laheim. Yeah, I love that, writing that line. I was like, Richard's going to have so much fun with that. Um, but, um, no, so much of this is just uh, well, stuff going? that you're going to see in The Voice Julian. of Freedom where, where oh Kate, uh, the voice, wonders why the uh, the guard hasn't, hasn't blown them to smithereens, why they haven't quarantined and, and, and you know, locked down. Basically, so. why it hasn't been that last scene in from Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Exactly. Oh, Tim! Chris Daughter, thank Yay! you so much for bringing this character to life. And we worked, we worked with you for so long on this. And and now, since you're here, Tim, we can actually talk a little more Tim. about. Oh no, I can't. Well, no, you can't. But <laughs> I, Tim is my yeah. Tim is my brainchild. It's your brainchild. Um, almost entirely. I think, other than the way that we wrote him, I I was the one who started picking out the voice and yeah. figuring out how he was going to talk because I was physically but writing him. But character-wise, he concept did design of the character, concept. Yeah, the concept um, of the character. I came up with him. I figured out the way, oh, why he well, fits in. Well, kindly remember, this character was already created name-wise. You realized well, yes. who he was before I did. Yes. That's kind of the way it worked. But pretty genius. But, uh, it was one of those things where he was a character. Do we know? No, we don't know that yet. 
We find that out in this episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. About about the the connection? Oh, that they're, that they're, yeah, at the very end of the scene, he says it. Oh, okay. That's where the funny music plays. So basically, 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 Kat always knew that Carrie had a brother named Tim. Yep. I'm the one who figured out what to do with what him. to do and with I don't him. want to say anything else because of his and it was funny because I didn't I didn't know that Carrie had a brother named Tim I just said this genius thing one day I'm like so this thing right here this not anymore and I was like and Kat's like you know I didn't ever actually think about that but that's entirely true and it's now happening and I'm like okay well I'm gonna make him up because I want to make him up because I'm like okay and I just let her go because she's awesome. Because we're an awesome writing team, we really are. I quite yeah. like working with you. We we we, we bounce off of each other very well. Um, and Kat's still writing the episodes, but oh yeah, no, this is. I would say maybe season four is more of a story credit. Story goes to credit you because goes to me. it's a it's a joint effort on both our parts. Yeah, and you will be helping with writing it and editing it. Just mainly, I do the majority of the episode writing. Yeah, my um, main my main input on three is. I just love how I got sure to use I just love how I got to use, I'm sorry, really quick. I love that I got to use goofy music in this episode because I have not been able to use goofy music for like, for like 15 episodes. There's been no happy moments. Gosh. It's a long time. Not that kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Um, no. <laughs> sorry. Oh my That's God. That's a Supergirl Too joke. Too much Supergirl for cats. <laughs> Now I know what Kat wa- listened to, watched, listened to this week. No, 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 I'm holding off. I'm being good. I want to watch the whole are, thing together. But I, I in season, in season three, I was really involved with the reworking of the season. Not that it was yeah. horribly reworked. But no, but we did we did a rework to accommodate some stuff that we knew was coming in season four. And there were, and, and there were some um, problems with it in that you had... These scripts here at the beginning of the season were all like 15 pages a piece. Yeah, and then like my and then your last ones were like 50, and I was like, this is no, this is terrible. Yeah, we had, I was yeah. like, this is terrible. You're not going to do this. Yeah. And not that the writing was terrible. No, no, but the, t- the, pacing, the pacing was horrible. horrid. So I was I was really involved in helping organize that. I think when did we do that? Was that February? Yeah, well, we went to a hotel for a weekend and spent the entire hotel weekend writing. Like writing. we stayed and we got a suite room so that we had a de- like a nice desk and a sofa. Yeah. And we just sat there writing for like, uh, like and a uh, week. And then we went to the Banya and wrote more. Yep. Um. So. But tired. I haven't used this piece of music in a while for Jaina. No. I'm glad I got to use it though. It it's one of her, her and her friends' music. Yeah. Like you know. It's it's one of the ones that like that plays when Z finally screams her out about just growing a set. <laughs> yeah. It's so sterile. And I will say this, you know, the city doesn't think writing Christmas yet. stuff was I wasn't really sure how I was gonna do it because Jaina Maybe. is Celtic. Yeah. Maybe. And and even in the the flashback scene with Asara, even Asara says, Well, Yule Yule is a Germanic holiday. It's not actually a Celtic holiday. Um but uh, I'm not gonna go into depth with that right now. But if you if you're curious about Celtic holidays, you can look them up. But um, it, it where Christmas falls for not a big holiday for, for the Celts for for many for the Abrahamic religions. It's not that's like it's kind of between holidays for Celts and um, for a lot of people. Um, oh, Kristen and your ability to play cute children. This is one of those scenes that. I just, I wrote it, and I was like, I have to make Chris play little girl, the little girl, because I wanted the little girl from Catwoman 18. 
Aww. who is a key so much fossil. Key so much and, and and I used some of your ISIS cat cat uh, lines, really and it's just them. it it wrote cute, and then it I'm so cuted out right now. I can't talk. Oh my god. You realize in like a year you're not gonna have to have me do this kind of crap. Izzy can do them. I know. That's also an ad lib. In you go. What one? The the I'm gonna name it Noir. Oh. Because you didn't say that's right. That was that's the line right. originally, and that it's just so cute. And then Jada kind of realizes, oh my god, I'm becoming a jaded asshole like Batman. I better fix that right now. <laughs> what? We are flashbacky Christmassy stuff. It, what? You know, what? what Kristen reads, uh, Kristen reads Christmas story, or, uh, what is, fuck, I can't think of it. <laughs> Christmas Carol. Kristen reads Christmas Carol every year, and I do, and I can't remember the name of it. Toffee. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Kristen gave me a chewy thing. Oh my gosh, so, so Laura's, Laura's season one Jada voice is about, that she's doing right now, is like maybe half an octave higher than the actual season one Jana voice is. Yeah. And then it kind of settles halfway through. Like, it settles into season one Jana halfway through. That's what happens mm -hmm. when you require somebody to do a voice and yeah. have it done in two in years. Two years yeah. and then More than that, because Jana, I mean, because Laura hasn't had to do Jana And then I'd like to point out something incredibly pertinent. This is the first time we have heard healthy, whole Asara. Yeah, she sounds. Part. She sounds pretty healthy. She's not as sick as she always sounds. In season one, you always heard her, and she always sounds so run down and sick. And now, when you hear her, she always sounds so bitchy and evil. Yeah. Whereas here, she sounds a lot more like what she sounds like. Who she sounded like before everything that happened that we can't talk about. We can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I know everything now. Uh, you're the only person I've ever told. Oh, and Chris Britton now knows. But oh, Chris Britton now knows. Well, yeah. He had to read the script. The death of the horned god and time of barrenness. And Imbolc is... And then here you are doing doing random uh, Oh Holy Night for me in the background. Because, yes. you know, folks, when I need music done, and I don't, I can't find what I'm looking for, I just make Kristen do it. <laughs> turning moment where you can wash away the... But you know, I actually really liked this episode because at first I wasn't really sure I wanted to do something so schmaltzy because I was like, ah, it's, it's, it's Christmassy stuff. And then I was like, but you know what though? I actually think Jaina needed it more than anybody else. I don't know. Because all the other characters, it's not quite so hyper Christmas. Well, and then given given the fact that this whole show is demon balance. Yeah. When you look at life that way, and that Jaina, you know, Jaina might be. With the Celts now, but she was raised Judeo-Christian. Exactly, which is why you know she needs she needs the happiness of Christmas to kind of. Well, and I think I think it's one of those things of what you know knowledge of something doesn't necessarily mean you have faith in it. But faith doesn't have to be solely based around one religion. I can't tell you how many people I know who take the Buddha's words to heart, but they might be. Christian or or Jewish mm -hmm. or or you know or Muslim or anything mm -hmm. that just, you can you can respect the words and the meaning behind something without necessarily throwing your entire life at it and I think that's part of this episode is that I like the holiday of Christmas personally I was raised Lutheran and even you know regardless of my personal beliefs now because this isn't about me um 
you know, one of the things I liked about Christmas is I do like that it's a nice, fun holiday. Mm -hmm. You know, you get together with your family, you you cook good food, you you know, you open presents, you're, you're giving to people. You force yourself to be happy for just a few freaking weeks because exactly. it's so crappy outside because it's the middle of winter. Exactly. And you actually realize, oh my gosh, I actually feel better after doing that. Yep. And I think that's what I wanted to kind of get across with this is that Jaina needs that, that kind of release that you get at Christmas time. You know, you cut, there's a kind of a sense of catharsis at Christmas time because right. you put everything aside and you just yeah. enjoy your family's company, ideally. Yeah. I know some families can't do that, but ideally, because there's just two. And I think that's the big thing is, Jaina doesn't really have family. We know that her father has absolutely nothing to do with her. In fact, he is just give you know, he left a trust in her name, and that's how she's paying for where she lives now. And it's a significant trust. She's one of the few characters I've ever written in a show, who, in, in any medium that's a superhero, who a has just oodles of money. Yeah. And you don't notice it. I mean, she doesn't do the Bruce Wayne thing. No, lives, no. She doesn't have that much money. She lives like a college to, kid. But she, she has enough, enough that she, she could live like a college kid for the rest of her life and no, never want for money. Exactly. And, and it's one of those things of, you know, her mom is in rehab, hopefully. Yeah. She never knows. Yeah. You know, and and she she lost two of her two of her best friends and the one mentor that could have been like a mother to her. So she kind of has had a crappy crappy couple of years, and I think she needed this. But um, yes. So, so you know, after that, we moved on to uh, to, to Tim and Bobby and Julian, and Bobby has got the biggest freaking crush on Tim ever. Cause he's just like, like in the in the description for every line, it's like Doki 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 Doki, well, like behind every line. That, like Tim, it's not airborne anymore. Tim is like twenty-four. Yep, twenty-five. He is a he's kind of average height. He's he's got dark dark hair, dark dark hair, and pretty eyes, and pretty eyes, and he keeps himself very neat. He keeps himself well, he very, has to. Well, yeah. Because of his profession, which I don't actually think we mentioned what it is in this episode, so we'll hold off until 27 and yeah. talk about that a little more, but about what very, he's doing in the state. But Tim himself, he's very neat and proper. Mm -hmm. His character is... Yeah, he's... He is a little posh. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's Who is you? Sorry. One of the things I love about Chris playing him is the wallet he gives. Because when he trips over the bucket earlier in the episode, he gives like the best kind of noise I've ever heard. And then he flips out when Olivia just like pops up behind him. Because she leaps off a roof and drops behind him. And she's like, yeah, no, it's because blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ah! Like, where did you come from? Um, But no, I think, I think Tim's one of those characters that he is incredibly attractive. And... And, and a very nice guy, and getting to know him is going to be fun to the audience, yeah. I think, and, and really, they, they're only going to, you know, right now, they're only getting a taste of him, they don't really know him that much no. yet, we'll talk about that more as we go. Um, and he, well, let's put it, he does have faults, they're not in his looks, so right yeah. now, Bobby is just yeah. like, oh, hi, pretty man with that accent. <laughs> exactly. I have a bed somewhere, but we don't need to find it, we can, we can just go anywhere. Your sister has been kidnapped. Oh god, I love what? Bobby so oh, much. No. The good news is that I know how to find her. And I'm gonna need your help. Also, I don't know if I, I don't know if necessarily the implication has come through in this episode, but in that month between the end of twenty four and where we are here in twenty five and twenty six, mm -hmm. a lot of the characters had a lot to do. I mean, Jaina and Sam it was very tense. They've been looking for 
Excalibur because Natalie's in the coma. But they have talked to Bobby and Julian. One, you know, really Bobby, I think, is the one they talked to a little bit. And Olivia also has been talking to people just a tiny bit. But this is the first time she'd ever really met Julian and Bobby. But Bobby knows who she is because Bobby's smart and Bobby pays attention. Yeah. And yay! Gina got the flippin' sword! And she kind of got over herself and now she's bringing it back. Oh, this has been a long, painful night. I love her lines in this, too. She's just like, ow! Pain, it is painful. Oh, I just realized I have to talk to uh, Dan about something. I'm taking care of Anyway, not that you guys need to worry about it, but I just remembered something. I have to find my G-chat now. Um, I can't believe we're almost at the end of the episode. Ah. And Nora has the sword now. Yay! Hopefully that will help. Because I'm not going to tell you guys if that actually helps. Just listen to the trailer if you're curious about that. Sam's got... A hell of a right cross. <sighs> Is the fact that I love things involving punching people that obvious? Because that I know that what a cross and a hook are. You have a concussion with good. Also, I love the fact that my mother is a nurse, so she gets to do nursey kind of lines right here, even though she's playing an English teacher. I love my mom. Let's get you up to the couch. Also, this is a zero project piece that has Greek in the background. That's the music that's in the background. You wouldn't know, because I, you know, I. You wouldn't know unless Cat told you. It's a good thing Cat told you. I needed to think. Thanks, Summer. Now back to sports. Now back to sports. This is like Summer in the 1930s. Yeah. I found some hope. Oh, schmaltzy, schmaltzy, schmaltziness. Schmaltzy, schmaltz, schmaltz, schmaltz. Words of hope, schmaltz, schmaltz. Sorry. I apologize for this Christmassy moment. Hey, hey. Yo, dog, I heard you like some Christmas, so I put some... I heard you like Genesis Avalon and Christmas, so I put some Christmas in your Genesis Avalon, so you can Genesis Avalon while you Christmas. <laughs> and I've killed Cat. So it's a good thing I'm here to say thank you, everybody, for listening. We've made it to the episode. You survived me being on the commentary. <laughs> She's still gone. So I'm going to be the one to tell you that if you want to do any of those things that you sometimes do when you do things and you like things, you should go do those things. And you can do those things at the website, findedaudio.com, or you can go on to the Yahoo group, groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, or you can leave a comment on iTunes, or you can go to the Twitters and, twi and Twitter, at Genesis Avalon, because that'll get to cat. Freedomhasavoice.blogspot.com or follow her on Twitter at Freedom Has a Voice, but there's no E at the end of voice because there's a character limit on Twitter. You can also email her at freedomhasavoice at gmail.com. We're good now. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening. I am so excited that you are here, that you have made it to season three. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will kind of I will say this, it, it wraps up this kind of three-parter season opener I got going on, so definitely don't miss that. You're going to want to hear it. There's a ton of stuff that happens. It's a rockin' roller coaster, and I look forward to seeing you guys there. So uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next, next month. Bye!